Hi, I'm Ann Frazier, and welcome to another episode of Bringing Hope to Alzheimer's. I am sitting here today with one of my good friends. This is Melissa Ryan, and Melissa is a phenomenal cook, and she actually makes all of Mark's and my food um, that we have at home because A, I need to be able to eat a certain way for brain health, and B, because of being a successful real estate agent, it's difficult to take that time to do all the prep work in order to eat all the great organic food, and she makes it so much better than I do. So, welcome. Thank you for having me on your show. Yeah, thanks for, for being here, and um, I tell you all the time how great you are, but thanks for making all the great food. <laughs> Um, we have kind of a neat little setup, don't we? We do. It's really fantastic. It's an ideal situation that I could have never dreamed of. So <laughs> thank you for being the visionary behind it all. Oh my gosh. Well, tell, <laughs> tell everyone a little bit about how we got connected and, and where we got to today. Well, when my husband and I decided to leave California and come to Kansas to be near his parents, we needed a realtor. And through a network and, and the providential hand of God, we ended up with Mark and Ann one afternoon. And we ended up um, placing an offer on a house two days after we met. And we got that house, which happens to be 10 houses down the street from your house. Yes. <laughs> and I didn't tell you that at first because no, I didn't want her to make but, a decision based on anything. But then we became neighbors and then we became friends mm -hmm. and... Now I feed you. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yes. yes, very well, very well. Yeah, and that's been really great because our schedule is so crazy and we have, you know, weeks where we, because in real estate we eat out a lot mm -hmm. and we have different um, activities, but this works really well because we kind of go over the schedule and then you bring meals and, and sometimes once, sometimes twice a week, just depending on what the week looks like. Right. Yeah. And it gives me a lot of freedom to be able to work around my schedule as well. Right. So that, and because we live so close, that mm -hmm. I can shop for you or make things whenever it's convenient. And then we just have a scheduled time that I bring them over. Mm -hmm. And again, it's like I said, it's easy because I don't have to travel far. Right. And I trust you completely. She actually has, knows how to get in my house without me there. So. And I love her dog. <laughs> yes. Yes. So well. let's jump into food. Mm -hmm. Food is medicine. It is. Right? It's medicine. Like, we are what we eat, right? Absolutely. How'd you get involved in, because you were a great cook and doing a lot of great things before we met. That's why this worked so well. Tell me a little bit about your background. It actually started a long time ago. Um, I was not in great health as a little kid. A lot of upper respiratory problems. The one thing I remember is that every time I went to the doctor with bronchitis, they would tell my mom to take me off dairy products. But then, of course, once that cleared up, I went back to just eating the standard American diet, a lot of gluten, a lot of sugar, a lot of dairy. Mm -hmm. I did allergy shots for 10 years from age 7 to 17. And then when I realized when I was 17 that as an adult, I was going to have to take on financial responsibility for my adult life. Mm. And maybe I did not want to spend my money on allergy shots. <laughs> so I started looking into nutrition, alternative ways of doing life, mm -hmm. food being your medicine. Yep. And I um, threw my library card. Man, I was an avid reader at the library. I found a book about doing a rotation diet. And in doing so, you eliminate um, this long list of foods that are the most commonly allergic to mm -hmm. food items right. to be able to reintroduce them back in and to find out what you're allergic to or sensitive to or intolerant mm -hmm. or whatever mm -hmm. word you want to use. 
And in doing so, during those couple of weeks, my skin cleared up, the acne that I struggled with all through my teen years went away. Wow. I dropped a few pounds, I felt so much better, I was sleeping better, everything was better. So I did the better life without allergy shots and anything else for a few years until I started dating my husband and we started going out to eat more and more social activities. And the next thing you know, fast forward, I'm just making decisions that are convenient cheap and easy, standard American diet, functioning, but not great. Mm -hmm. And then later on, I mean, I'd have all of these like little episodes, they'd come and they'd go where I'd be into health and nutrition and I'd be reading all the latest diet books. But it wasn't really until joining Weight Watchers and working for them that I really changed my relationship with food. Mm -hmm. So that is kind of always a core undercurrent of where I'm at right now. But again, having the opportunity to cook for you really helped me to step up my game and to stop choosing what was so easy and convenient right? and start actually feeding myself what I'm already feeding yeah. you. Because <laughs> right. right. it was just easier to do that for you than it was for myself. Right. And so now I do it for myself and I do it for some others. And um, so more often than not, I am choosing foods that are non-inflammatory, mm -hmm. foods that will feed your brain. And if you can't pronounce it or define it, I don't think you should be eating it. And right. if you are, just do it very sparingly. And then that's get it. right back on to eating only real food that God has provided for your body. Mm -hmm. Because that's how we get health. That's it. That is and the it. more I age, the more my health is becoming important to me. Let's, it's less about looks. Amen, sister. The vanity that was there in the <laughs> early years is not there to the same degree that it is now. Because now right. I want to be able to age successfully. Yeah. Very With good. With my brain intact. There you go. <laughs> I, I love all those things you said because it's so important that um, what we're eating that it's uh, organic is great. A lot of people will say, oh, good for you. You can have someone cook your food. Yay for you. Or they'll say eating healthy and organic is super, super expensive. What would you say to that? Well, illness is more expensive. Key. Mm -hmm. illness is more expensive and sometimes it's just making small changes like okay so maybe you don't go organic on everything mm -hmm. but go organic on your berries and your lettuces because mm -hmm. those things are heavily sprayed mm -hmm. and we want you to eat a lot of berries and lettuces and leafy green vegetables because they're great for you mm -hmm. so pick and choose your battles you know right. maybe your avocado doesn't have to be organic but right. your strawberries really ought to be exactly because <clears throat> excuse me they say the dirty dozen right right and so the dirty dozen is your fruits and vegetables that have the most pesticides or all the things on them that we ought not eat. Right. Right. So what would you say to someone who's like, okay, great, I want to eat healthier. Where should they start? Hmm, that is a great question. Um, you really have to look at someone's lifestyle. Are they willing to learn how to prepare their own meals? Mm -hmm. And nowadays, you really don't have to cook. You just have to assemble. Mm -hmm. There are so many great convenient food options at certain fast food restaurants or at just supermarkets. Mm -hmm. So I'd say if you haven't been to Trader Joe's, make friends with Trader Joe's. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of great organic options, mm -hmm. non-organic great options too, and ready-made meals and convenience foods. Sprouts and Whole Foods, they also have a selection. But for anyone who's willing to take a few minutes to just slow down and to learn how to prepare, it's not that hard to actually spend a couple hours a week, do some of your meal prep in advance so that you have grab-and-go items ready for you during the week when you need them. 
That's it doesn't key. have to be rocket science and you don't have to reinvent the wheel, but there are a lot of great recipes out there and ideas and uh, yeah, you just need a place to start. And I know it's mm -hmm. overwhelming for people, especially if they don't like to cook, they don't like right. to shop, they don't want to be in the kitchen. Well, mm -hmm. you know what? Maybe you could hire someone to do that. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be expensive if it's you true. know what you need and you know how to ask for it. And mm -hmm. um, we'll, we'll see. I mean, that's all I can say for right now. Right. Like, well, you got to so start somewhere. But it's easy for me because... I'm always there. Right. You know, I mean, food and nutrition has been on my radar since I was a little girl. Mm -hmm. I love food. I'm all about the food. Yes. And I've done all the different diets and I've done all the different things and I've studied a little bit about nutrition and I've, I've um, because I love it, mm -hmm. but yeah. not everybody loves it. And I, I understand that's a challenge, but we are going to create some resources to help people with those challenges. Yes, we are. So let's just go right into that then. What 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 uh, do you have cooking right now? What do you have going? Well, we do have a cookbook that we're going to be putting together for Night of Hope to be able to market on their website or however it mm -hmm. gets done. I actually don't know the details of all that. Right. But I'm thinking too, because I do love to teach people, you know, the whole idea of, you know, you can give a man a fish, but if you could teach them how to fish, mm -hmm. it makes a big difference. I would really love to be able to teach people more about meal planning. So there is going there, yeah, there will be some meal planning information and some tips and trips and tips and sorry, tips and tricks and strategies and things like that. Those resources are going to be in the materials. I'm not sure at what form it's going to look like yet, but I've got some ideas brewing about hands on exercises, even uh, teach people mm -hmm. how to do this and getting the family involved too. If you're cooking for your family or if you're feeding people in your home, you got to get them involved and some level of responsibility and, mm -hmm. and make it a team effort. So yeah, I'm really excited to see what this next year is gonna bring as, as all of these things come to life. Yes, absolutely. Let's go back and touch on eating out. Mm -hmm. Eating out, especially fast food, we know yep. it's not redeeming, but even eating out at nicer restaurants. Talk a little bit about why eating out can be difficult and then what are some good healthy choices to make when you go out? Okay, eating out is difficult because we are thinking with our taste buds, not with our brains. Mm -hmm. And there's and a lot good. of really good choices at really good restaurants. Mm -hmm. And we have this idea, it's a special occasion, we need to indulge, we need to do this, that and the other. Um, I actually have a friend who I just heard her tell this story to last week. So she was um, a Weight Watchers leader mm -hmm. and has been a great friend and shares lots of resources with people. But she has a policy. When she goes out to eat, she doesn't look at the menu. She just tells the server, this is what I'm looking for. Do you, what kind of fish do you have that's fresh? What kind of vegetables do you have? I'd like to have that. And they put it together for her. Almost always, she doesn't have a problem of getting all wrapped up in looking at that menu and you know how we do it sometimes after a really filling meal the next thing you know you're asking to see the dessert plate just because you want to look at it mm -hmm. and then you're ordering it and eating it and you're not even hungry for it so you can't really enjoy it right so i think if you're going to go out to eat you have to really um think about what is it that you really really want and then get that and just that you don't have to want what everybody else wants get just what you want so maybe even looking at the menu in advance to see if they have healthy options so then you know going into the restaurant a plan. Yes, if you know where you're going and what they have or you know what the signature meal is at that restaurant and you want that, going in armed with a plan 
will be so much better for you because then you're more likely to stick to that plan instead of just kind of being caught up in the hedonistic moment of what's on the menu or yeah. what looks good <laughs> or what that person just, you know, when the, mm -hmm. the waitress walks by with the food. Right. And knowing which restaurants have some good options, especially on the fast food department. So Kava is a new to the area restaurant that I was really excited to see here because mm -hmm. I had enjoyed it in California. It's the Mediterranean version of Chipotle. So, and you can order through the app and you can call in your order and you can drive by and do the pickup. You don't even have to go in the restaurant, but you basically get to choose the kind of things that you want to eat. So you can get the salad or the leafy greens or the black lentils are so good at Kava. And um, a lot of different options at places like Kava and Chipotle. They can be much more friendly than just, you know, the place that's got the burger shakes and fries. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's true. Not to say that you can't have those every now and then, but right. if you're doing those on a regular basis and you want to change your life, you need to go to Kava and Chipotle or Bibi Bop or those kinds of places right. instead of going through the drive-through at other places all the time. Correct, correct. And even some of the drive-throughs of, of some other places, they do have a couple items. I think eating healthier now is, is easier than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Because even like your Chick-fil-A or whatever, they've got salads now. And they've got really nice healthy salads. Yes. You don't have to have the breaded chicken and so forth. So it is getting a little easier. Um, and I also wanted to touch back up on grocery stores. Um, there are, in the summer especially, there's a lot of local farmer's markets. Mm -hmm. um, and then if you're at the grocery store, kind of shopping on the outside. Yes. Right. Talk a little bit about that. Um, well, I don't know exactly what the reasoning is behind it all, but all of the real food is on the outside of the store. So the secret to the grocery store is shop the perimeter. Okay, so your fruits, your vegetables. The deli, the meat market, all of that stuff. Is, when you walk into the store, you just need to circle the store because you're more likely going to find food that has ingredients you can pronounce and define on the perimeter of the store. Mm -hmm. The center of the store is where all of your non-food items are going to be or all your packaged, processed, mm -hmm. non-perishable, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, shelf-stable foods right. are going to be. So they're not going to be as fresh as the refrigerated and the frozen mm -hmm. items that are on the perimeters. So that's my advice for shopping in the store. And if you could go with a list, even better. If you could even shop online when you're making a decision in a comfortable place in your home and you're not making the impulsive decision on your way home from work when you're hungry, right. then you know shop online and, and put in a pickup time and then swing by work and pick up your order. Let someone bring it out to your car for you. Right. Because that's a great feature that's now available that wasn't a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of great things that came out of the pandemic and that's one of them. Mm -hmm. So being able to just order online, <clears throat> pick all your things up. Even Aldi's has some fresh produce and mm -hmm. some fresh organic items there. Right. We've covered a lot today. What else, is there anything else that you'd like to share? I am not good at those kinds of questions. <laughs> I need a specific question to answer. So no, off the top of my head, there is nothing else I can think of to share. I do want to add one thing. Okay. So you were involved in the Night of Hope Gala yes. this year. Tell us a little bit about why you wanted to be involved and what did you think of it? It was a wonderful experience. Um, I'll be honest, at first I didn't want to be involved because I'm a chicken. I thought I saw how much work it was on your <laughs> end and I was afraid of that level of responsibility mm -hmm. and not being able to meet up to you know, you know that expectation. 
But then you had such a great committee together. You had so many people this year, and many hands make light work. Mm -hmm. So this year, for me, it was not stressful. I'm not sure about you. We haven't even talked about that I know, yet. But I know. Um, it was not stressful in any way. It was a joy to be a part of that committee and to meet so many fabulous people. Um, I loved doing the wine poll. I want to do it again. I'm looking forward to it. I'm it hired. was just thank you so much. <laughs> it was just like I said. It was great to be a part of something bigger than myself. And having just moved here, I hadn't really gotten involved in anything in my community or anything. You know, like I said, just kind of beyond myself um, because I'm busy with work and spending time with my mom and not even spending as much time with my in-laws as I had thought I would be. But this because there was a structure created, it forced me to put time in my schedule to do this thing. And I love it. And I'm so glad I got to be a part of it. Good. Looking forward to next year. Yes, good. And you attended last year as well. So that was, yeah. it was fun to have you on the, on the committee this yes. year. So wonderful. Well, if, if you all are looking for any great ideas, how do you get started? What do you need to do? There's a lot of resources out there, right? There are absolutely a lot of resources out there. Would you tell someone to just kind of go online and start looking up like an anti-inflammatory diet? That is actually where I would recommend. If you know that you have um, a certain nutritional issue, like for example, if you need to follow the FODMAP diet or if you have any other digestive issues that your doctor's already talked to you about, well, then you'll have a direction already mm -hmm. to go. But if you don't have any idea where you go, I would encourage you to look up the lectin-free food list. Um, that was something that I started doing in November, and it has been a game changer. Mm -hmm. As I'm aging, everything hurts differently than it used to. <laughs> it actually hurts my joints and things, and I have determined that it was actually from stress and inflammation. So mm -hmm. I am working on foods and uh, that lower inflammation, non-inflammatory foods. And for me, the lectins are really a trigger. Mm -hmm. So I have been more often than not following the lectin, using the lectin-free food list as a list of what to build my diet mm -hmm. or my food and meals around. And then they also have a list of foods that are high in lectins. Mm. And those, you know, the Don't nightshade avoid. vegetables, people probably heard about those. Well, it's, it's a real thing. I'm experiencing that when I don't eat the nightshades, my body feels better. Mm -hmm. So, but being aware of how food affects you because food is medicine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And depending on whatever your needs happen to be, for me, my need is to happen to be less inflamed so that I can be more comfortable. Right. <laughs> and because I want to minimize disease as much as I can. And inflammation is a fertile, fertile ground for mm -hmm. disease to develop. It is. So yeah, that would be a great place to start. Non-inflammatory food choices, lectin-free. Mm -hmm. And then, let's see, fresh dates. I'm going to tell you all to eat fresh dates. They're my new favorite food. I love them so Strawberry salad with feta cheese and dates and grilled chicken and leafy that out greens. In the lobby before I you got love here. that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so as I have been reducing the sugar out of my own life, I've been using uh, pure organic maple syrup to make my own salad dressings, and then I chop up a date and throw it in a random things just because I love the little bit of flavor mm -hmm. that it adds. So there's lots of ways that you can make those subtle changes, and that kind of information will definitely be in the cookbook. Good. We'll show you the food swaps. Good, because Alzheimer's is considered three things. It's considered a lifestyle disease, it's considered an inflammatory disease, yep. and it is considered type three diabetes, because it's sugar fed. Mm -hmm. So whatever's inflammatory for you, 
um, it will go to an area of your body that has a weakness. So like joints, you'll feel are tighter if you eat something that's inflammatory. Right. You might get headaches, you might feel foggy in your brain. Um, there's a lot of things that inflammation will do to your body that is not good on any level. So. Yep, I'm beginning to discover all of that on yes. a personal note. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, I appreciate you being here today. Thank, well, thank you, you for, for all me. you do. Thanks for being here and thanks for helping me on a very, very personal <laughs> basis. It's my pleasure. So. <laughs> thank if you. you. If you want to know anything else about food, um, you can follow some of the suggestions that Melissa had and uh, we'd be happy to help in any way we can. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time.